In today's show, it's time to look across the NBA at all of the injury news. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by Calm. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount off a premium subscription. Go to Calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to talk injuries. We're going to go through all of the teams that have injuries at the moment. Um, Talk about who's in, who's out, their statuses, options to replace them, all that sort of stuff. So let's crack on. We'll start with the Atlanta Hawks. We know that um, at this point, DeAndre Hunter's out. He's out for the next two months. He's a clear drop. His replacement was Fanapant's Kevin Herter. And now he's been hurt as well. He has hurt his um, hamstring. We don't know the severity of it at this stage. We don't know if it's going to keep him out for weeks, if it keeps him out for any games at all. He had to leave last game. They said it was a little bit tight and he got some treatment. I think Herder's a low upside player, but he is at least worth holding on to. Like, I wouldn't drop Herder to grab Cam Reddish with the hope that Herder misses and then Reddish starts. I'm not even sure Reddish would start, to be honest. So if I grabbed Herder with Hunter out, I'm hanging on. A quick update. There's no update, but just letting you know that Onyeka Kongwu is still out. He'll be out until January. January. They're not even running a backup center anymore, really. It's Collins and Capella. So maybe a Kongwu coming back eventually will have some impact on what Collins is doing because they won't get... We know Collins at center minutes is where he does his best fantasy work. So maybe that has an impact on him there. But yeah, there's been no change to the timeline for Onyeka Okongwu. Um, all right, let's move on to the Boston Celtics. Jalen Brown is still out with his hamstring injury. We're probably one or two games away from Jalen returning. That's going to have an impact on Dennis Schroeder. It's going to have an impact on Marcus Smart. Um, they're probably the main two guys. And then you, know, you, you get your bench spuds like Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith and all that sort of, uh, those sort of guys. They're not really impacting fantasy much, too much. But then there is also the injury that cropped up yesterday to the Rock DJ. Rock DJ. Robbie Williams had to leave at halftime due to a, a pain in his knee. They said it was a bit tight and there was a, st- a sharp pain in the knee. We don't have an update on that yet as to whether he's missing time. If he does go out, It'll be a wing that replaces him. It won't be Ennis Cantor. It probably won't be Jabari Parker. What it might actually, it might be Grant Williams. It might be Aaron Neesmith. Um, if Grant Williams gets the start next to Horford, which I'm not sure I love that combo, um, but if he does get the start there, he has at least 14 team league stream value. It boosts Horford's value as well. If Neesmith gets the start, he's more of a 16 team league guy, and Langford's like a 16 team league guy. It could also be Josh Richardson, who I'd be looking at as a 14-team league guy. But this is really only if we hear that Rob Williams is out for multiple weeks. If it's a one-game thing and it, the game occurs on Wednesday, it's 11-game day. Like, you're not even bothering to do anything with that um, sort of injury news in that scenario. 
the Brooklyn Nets. They play today. Joe Harris is out. Paul Millsap is out and Nick Claxton is out. Harris is out with an ankle problem. I imagine this is going to be a boost for Paddy Mills. His minutes will go up. You'll get a boost for someone like a Javon Carter and a DeAndre Bembry coming off the bench. Bembry can have more value than Javon Carter for sure. We don't know how long Harris is going to be out. Um, Harris is not a 12-team league guy anyway, I don't believe. Nick Claxton's been out for ages. I do think there is a chance that he might start when he comes back. Whether that's over Griffin or Brown, I don't know. But he's not going to be much of a fantasy option. Um, and then Paul Millsap um, was out with personal issues, which was the birth of his child. And then he came back, and now he's out again. So we just hope that everything's all right. Don't know if we're going to see Millsap this week. Um, obviously, he's not really having any impact on any fantasy leagues. But we just hope that everything is okay with him. For the Charlotte Hornets, PJ Washington Jr. still out. With that elbow problem, I would imagine one to two more games for him to hit, to return. He obviously was not providing 12-team league value before the injury. I don't know whether they're going to push him to 26, 27 minutes, which is probably what he needs. I would have my doubts that that happens. So I wouldn't be, you know, priority stashing him or rushing to grab him. 14-team league, sure, but not 12s. While Gordon Haywood has appeared on the injury report, he is probable with a hamstring issue. If he is out, we're looking at Ubre as the short-term ad, and then uh, Cody Martin, not too far behind, especially as a steel specialist. But it doesn't appear that Haywood is going to miss time due to this hamstring uh, hamstring problem at this stage. The Chicago Bulls. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. Yep. Nikola, Nikola Vucevic is out with COVID. He's probably got, I'd say, the rest of this week, at least, to be out. Um... Tony Bradley's been replacing him. He played 27 minutes against the Lakers, but barely played against the Warriors. They went small quite a lot. They're not really using a backup center, so someone like an Alizé Johnson or Marcos Simonovic, they aren't really playing. Bradley can be a stream guy if you're looking for big man numbers, but he's not a particularly high upside player. What it does, it just boosts the value of guys like Caruso um, and, and boosts the value of guys like Derek Jones Jr., who becomes a defensive stats stream. There's no yeah, one-for-one replacement for Vooch that you're looking to like necessarily 100% add in 12s. Bradley would be the only guy. Uh, I'd make sure Alex Caruso is not on the wire, of course. Um, Kobe White returned for Chicago. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. He was on a minutes limit, but I just don't think he's going to play enough or do enough to be a must-roster 12-team league guy even when um, that minutes limit is over. As I said before, today's episode is brought to you by Calm. Do you know what makes LeBron James? You know LeBron James. You've heard of him. Do you know what makes him the best? It is sleep. That's right, sleep is his superpower. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation, and it's teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. Calm can help you train your brain so that you sleep better. Reduce your stress and perform at your best, just like King James. Sleep is so important, and obviously LeBron knows it. I know it. And I get you should know it as well. It is really important to just having a good day and being productive at whatever you are that you are doing. So head to calm.com slash locked on NBA. And for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain on leaves, and so much more like sleep stories and meditations. So you can be ready for any challenges that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. 
and after you've got that rest to prepare yourself for Thanksgiving because it's coming up and we know that it can be a stressful time. We know that it can be a busy time. We know that it's about family and it's about food. But so much of that food can be high calorie and can really put a dent in your dieting plans. So instead of the traditional Thanksgiving dessert, why don't you start a new Thanksgiving tradition and use Built Bar as your new Thanksgiving holiday dessert? A slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories. And maybe that's like, might even be four, 500. Built Bar, 130 calories. You can feast on something delicious and you can feel good about it. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein. And best of all, covered in 100% real chocolate. So when you're at the Thanksgiving dinner table, bust out a box of Built Bar, throw them around like you're dealing cards at a poker table, spin them around, everyone, here, have one. Rob, have a couple of coconuts. Johnny, have a couple of raspberries. I'll have the cookies and cream because they're the best. And there's going to be so many new flavors. Cherry limes out at the moment. looks pretty sick. Blueberry muffin looks awesome as well. So head to built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15 and you can save 15% off your order. So go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Okay. The Cleveland Cavaliers. This is the big stuff. This is the big injuries. News today, Evan Mobley is out with an elbow sprain for four to six weeks. That is obviously shit house. Um, Mobley was the favorite for rookie of the year. He, uh, sorry, not four to six weeks, two to four weeks. Let me rephrase, two to four weeks. He was the favorite for rookie of the year. He's been the best rookie in the NBA so far. Sorry to the Scotty Barnes lovers. Scotty Barnes has been number two. Evan Mobley has been number one. But he's out for two to four weeks now. And the thing that compounds this problem for Cleveland is that Jarrett Allen is out. Larry Markinen is out. So who the hell is their starting center? Well, is that Kevin Love's music? He's about to return from his bout of COVID. Do they just slot him straight in as the starting center? Do they start Taco Fall at center? Holy shit. Imagine. May I, they probably start Dean Wade and Kevin Love in the front court would be my guess. But Allen, Markinen, and Mobley are all out next game. Now, Allen's is a non-COVID illness. Hopefully, he's back. Markinen, I think, will be only one to two games away, so he should be returning soon. And then Love should be back as well. But obviously, a gigantic hole with Mobley going down. Sexton's out with a meniscus. We still haven't had an update on that. I'm still expecting two months minimum. Lamar Stevens is out with an ankle problem. With him out, Denzel the Hammer Valentine is getting his minutes in the rotation. But when guys like uh, Markinen and Allen and Love return... You're going to have you know, limited for Stevens. It's also going to reduce guys like the Discman, C.D. Arsman, and Isaac Okoro, who I think will probably start next game, both of those guys. But I don't think that they're going to, you know, once, you know, Markinen, they could run Markinen, Love, and Allen as the, the front court combo and, yeah, really limit the value of Osman and, um, and Okoro there. Not that, because, you know, Okoro hasn't been playing particularly well. If I'm adding anyone, it is, um, I think Love is a short term stream. And then I would prioritize Love, Osman, and Okoro after that. Okoro is just not a particularly good fantasy player. On to other big fantasy news. Luka Doncic sprained his ankle at the end of that game against the Nuggets. He's out for the next game. He's going to miss some time. It's not super serious, and they're evaluating it daily, as they should. But I would imagine one to two games here for Doncic. Make sure Tim Hardaway is not on your wire. Make sure, of course, Jalen Bronson is not on your wire. And Porzingis is going to have a really big bump in usage. Brunson was already you know, really putting up good numbers. He's going to have even bigger a bigger load now to um, to deal with offensively. Giggity. And then you look at someone like a Frank Nilakina or a Reggie Bullock for deeper leagues. They'll have to push up their bench role. Um, they might even... Well, now Brunson will start. They'll have to push up their bench role. Maybe even a Trey Burke for like an 18-team league. Although he seems to be very much on the outer 
in uh, in Dallas. Another team that's just getting killed by injuries at the moment, the Denver Nuggets. Maga Porter Jr. We have heard that his MRI is clean and that it's not considered, they're not looking at surgery or anything like that. So that's great news. But we don't know when he's back. Malone has said he's out for the foreseeable future. But as I said the other day, we don't know how far into the future Malone can see. So we don't know what that means. I would assume the rest of this week at least. While Fart and Will Barton's missed the last two games due to back spasms suffered in the warm-up before the Portland game. Um, with him out, Austin Rivers has been starting. And then unfortunately, the guy that we'd hoped would get a boost was the big stiffy, Bones Highland. But he hurt his ankle last game. We don't have any update on the severity of that at this point as to whether he's going to miss time. I do think Bones is worthy to have in 12-team leagues, but Barton returning will limit the overall upside of Bones. But prior to that injury against the Mavericks, Bones had played um, 20 minutes uh, plus for three consecutive games, and two of those were with Barton. He scored in double digits in a lot of those. He is pushing into a sizable role, which can be useful for fantasy. So I wouldn't be just immediately dropping Bones because of the stinker that was that game against the Mavericks. But Barton coming back and then Porter coming back will impact him. Zeke Naji missed last game with an ankle injury. He played really well in the game that um, that Barton was out. And he played really well in the game that uh, Jokic was out earlier in the week. So he's just a deeper league guy to keep an eye on. And then Jamal Murray, of course. We don't really have any concrete updates on when he's returning. He did tear his ACL in April, beginning of April. 10 months from there would be February. But a lot of these ACLs are looking, they're more 11 to 12 months. I'm thinking March or even April when Murray returns. Therefore, you know, he's not a priority guy to hold in fantasy. The Detroit Pistons. Kelly Olenek is out with an MCL injury. Without an IR slot, you have to drop him, I think. He's not good enough to hold on. He's out like six weeks or so with an MCL injury. We've seen um, Isaiah Stewart's minutes push up, which has been great. We see Luca Garza move into the backup center role, which is good for deeper leagues. Um... Stewart's still going to have foul trouble. He's still going to have the affliction known as I've got a terrible coach. Um, that afflicts a lot of the Pistons guys, unfortunately. But Stewart is, you know, make sure he's not on a wire. And then you've got, just you know, just for completeness, Isaiah Livers is still out with a foot injury. And Chris Smith, who's their two-way guy, is out with a torn ACL. Onto the Golden State Warriors. It looks like James Wiseman, Blunty, Jimmy. Where is he now? It looks like he's ready to return around Thanksgiving. I do not believe that Wiseman is going to be a massive 12-team league option. They're winning. They're winning without him. Last year, they won without him, and they sucked when he played. Is there a chance that he's improved? Of course. But he hasn't had a training camp or a preseason or an offseason or anything like that to actually really improve or get better. I think he'll be used pretty minimally early on. He, I think best case, he gets 24 minutes a night, and that happens in six weeks after he returns. So I think it'll be one of those ones where you might have him in your eye, and it's no harm to have him there, but then you'll have to activate him. And then he's playing 13 minutes and having six and four with bad percentages. And you're going, what's the point of this? I think that's how it will go. I'm, I, could easily, I, I can easily see a way that he comes out and he just blows up. All right? And he's like, wow, he's figured shit out. He's not, Draymond's not yelling at him every five seconds for being in the wrong spot. He's not hijacking offensive possessions by jacking up terrible um, shots. He's not, that can all happen. It's a lot of ifs though. And when there's a lot of ifs when I, for me to see something, then I think it's probably not going to happen. But I could easily be wrong on that and he could just be great and come in and average 14 and 10 with two blocks. And that's obviously, you know, a fantasy relevant player. Clay Thompson, it looks like might be back around Christmas. I'm still not interested in rostering him. Because I think he's going to be limited. He hasn't played 
since June or yeah, June 2019. That's two and a half years. He hasn't played. He's going to come back hungry. Yeah, that's cool. But he's still going to be on a minutes limit. He's still going to miss games. He's still going to be rusty. He's still a guy that doesn't get rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks or get to the free throw line. He relies on elite shooting. Who knows where that's going to be with so many lower body issues? What's his usage? What's his minutes? I just think, again, having him, it's just going to be such a negative for maybe the first six weeks, at least month, that he might not be like a top 200 guy in that time. Gary Payton's listed as probable with a knee issue, so he should be right to go. For the Houston Rockets, cousin Kevin Porter has a thigh contusion for the second time this year. He had to leave the last game. Maybe that was just to stop him shooting. I don't know. Um, he's been shit house, obviously. I'm holding him, but oh, Jesus Christ, he just has to be better. And then Eric Gordon's got a groin problem, which is a problem that's you know, had. He's had that affliction for many years, like about two or three years. I feel like he's had this groin issue. He is not anything more than a streaming option in fantasy leagues. Um, outside of deeper formats, and his absence probably helps at least develop some more of the Rockets guys uh, a little bit, which uh, might be useful for them. For the Indiana Pacers, Chris Duarte missed last game with a shoulder problem. He doesn't look like it's going to be a long-term issue. He's trending down pretty fast at the moment. So if you needed to drop him, I don't think there's any problem with that. TJ Warren, we're looking at mid to end January for his foot injury. Really hard. Again, when he comes back, he's going to be super limited. Really hard to consider that a hold or a stash. And Isaiah Jackson's probably a week away from returning from his knee injury, but there's not a ton of minutes there with Goga and Turner and Sabonis. Although Jackson could overtake Goga. I thought Goga played pretty well in the uh, in the last game that the Pacers had. With basketball rolling, with football all, uh, all going crazy at the moment, you know that you need a great place to place your bets. And that place is bet online with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. So head to that new updated desktop site or use your mobile device and sign up today using the promo code LOCKEDON and you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from basketball to football to the NHL to boxing to UFC and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers they have for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, let's go to the LA Clippers. I realize I'm going pretty slow on this, but there are a lot of injuries. Um, the Clippers, Terrence Mann, we don't know. This is for Tuesday. He's questionable with an ankle problem. I don't think he's really been worth holding in 12-team leagues, to be fair. He's been okay, but he's, the upside has not really been realized for Terrence Mann. So if he does have to miss time, then yeah, he's a pretty clear drop. Marcus Morris is not someone worth holding. He's still, he played two games and he's been out ever since with this knee rest strengthening bullshit, whatever is wrong with his knee. Um, I really worry about that knee. That bothered him last year. And I, I just don't think that he's going to be a must roster 12 team league guy. Keon Johnson's had a pretty rough goal of things. He had uh, illness and then an ankle injury. While Jason Preston remains out long-term with a foot injury. And then Kawhi, of course, is out for, you'd have to imagine, the majority of the regular season. He tore his ACL in June. 10 months from June is April. Will he be back in April? Maybe. That's like the end of the fantasy season. Again, I don't really see the point of having him on a fantasy roster. For the Los Angeles Lakers, we are getting the return of the goat pretty soon. Fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No. LeBron James has missed a bit of time with his rectus abdominis issue. It looks like he could return at some point on this upcoming road trip for the Lakers. They need him because they're shithouse at the moment. Um, he has been ruled out of Wednesday's game against the Bucks. Maybe he comes back. They've got four road games in a row. Celtics, Pistons, Knicks, and Pacers. I would imagine he comes back 
if not Friday, probably on the uh, on the Sunday against the Pistons. Um, Trevor Ariza still out long term with an ankle injury. Kendrick Nunn doesn't appear like he's anywhere close to returning. I, I would think that's three to four weeks at at minimum for Nunn. Uh, Austin Reeves is out for about another week with a hamstring injury, maybe ten days. And Sekou Dumbaya is out with a foot injury. Not that you care about that too much, but. At least we've got Taylor Horton Tucker back, who is at this point a 12-team league ad. For the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler's missed the last couple of games with an ankle injury. He always seems to have an ankle problem. He always seems to get injured. And it's happening now. At least it's happening now and not in fantasy playoffs. Um, With him out, Tyler Hero is starting. And then last game, it was Bam Adebayo that missed with a knee problem. We saw deeper leagues needed to pay some attention to Casey Okpala and Dwayne Dedman in like 14-team leagues. Adebayo has appeared on the injury report a few times with that knee injury this season. Um, has cost, cost him a couple of games. Let's hope it's not something that lingers there. While Markeith Morris has missed all three games since the Jokic incident with that neck problem. No updates at all on Victor Oladipo. No idea when he's coming back, whether that is in November, December. You hear some rumors, or maybe he's back at some point at the end of this month. I, I just, I, I don't know. And when he comes back, I'm just not expecting much from him. Again, is he the fourth guard on this team? Lowry, Robinson, Hero? Yes, he is. He's not better than any of those guys coming back from injury. Um, so I just don't see how the impact's going to be large enough. While Marcus Garrett is out with a wrist problem. The Milwaukee Bucks. Chris Middleton should return on Wednesday from his COVID diagnosis. He's been out for ages. That's going to have an impact on Pat Connaughton and then trickle down onto Grayson Allen. We don't know when Dante DiVincenzo is back. Maybe a few more weeks, maybe December. I've heard Christmas for him, but we don't know that. That's going to have that impact on Grayson as well. Uh, I wouldn't be stashing DiVincenzo. He's not good enough to you know, take up IR spots or roster spots. Brooke Lopez, I, I, I just don't know, man. He's just been out forever. And I think this back problem could be a real long-term lingering thing. And to be honest, completely speculation and conjecture, I wouldn't be surprised if something actually weird goes on here and he needs surgery. I, I just, I, I'm getting that vibe that's through nothing that I've been told. But I am really worried about that. That makes yeah, Bobby Portis obviously must roster. George Hill missed the last game. Um, he's okay to stream in deeper formats. For the Timberwolves, the only injury on their list is Naz Reed, who missed the last game with a foot injury. He had been playing at 20 minutes a night, which is useful enough for 14 to 16 team leagues. With him out, they basically just said, well, we're not playing any other spuds. We'll just give more minutes to McDaniels and Vanderbilt. Uh, Josh Okogie left last game with back spasms. We don't know whether he will... Um, whether he will remain out or not. If he does, I would imagine that um, Torian Prince is the guy that uh, that gets um, minutes in his place, but they're not really impacting fantasy whatsoever. The New Orleans Pelicans, no real update on Zion, only to say that he's not really close to returning. You would have to think that December is looking more realistic for a Zion return, and then there'll be limits on his minutes. Um it's really frustrating. He was dominating last year. I had him as an all-NBA forward last season. That's how good he was. And we're just not going to get a big impact season from him, at least not anytime soon. Maybe in January, we get big numbers from Zion. I don't know. I'm really worried. Dalton Holmes um, still out with a fracture in his leg. With uh, Zion out, by the way, yeah, Josh Hart is obviously the big beneficiary there. And then a little bit down to Herbalife Jones as well. And obviously, Valanchunas gets that bump in usage. But we're still a fair way away from Zion returning. For the New York Knicks, Nerlens Noel is still out with that knee problem. Well, Mitchell Robinson left last game with an ankle problem, but Robinson is available to play Wednesday. Noel is out. With Noel out at the moment, look, I think he is a 12-team league guy. 
But if he's injured, don't worry about it. He's not that high priority that you have to hold him through all his injuries. Well, Robinson is very fringe 12 team to me with how he's playing. If you want him, sure. But if you don't, I don't really care. Like he's not good enough to for me to get up in arms about. The Orlando Magic, Jalen Suggs missed last game with an ankle injury. We know he's been, let's be honest, terrible. Has he been the worst player out of the top six draft picks or has it been Jalen Green? One of them has been. They've both been terrible so far. Um, I am still holding Suggsy, but his minutes are trending down. Like, it's not good. Before the ankle injury, 25, 28, 25, 25, 24. Not, it's not good numbers. Um, he is trending down. I need some shots to start to go in and not be 25% from three. I will hold, but not for much longer. Markel Fultz, no update. Jonathan Isaac, no update. The Isaac one is outstandingly bizarre. He tore his ACL in August. 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 We have 15 months since a torn ACL. You can theoretically come back in nine months. Maybe 10. 15. And I would. Exp- I don't think he's coming back till December. <sighs> Crazy shit. Michael Carter-Williams is still out with a with broken foot. And Etuan Moore is out with a knee injury. Not that they're impacting fantasy. This The Fultz and Isaiah ones, it's going to m- change his rotation. We just don't know how. And we don't know when it's going to happen. Does Suggs copper hit? Does Cole Anthony copper hit? Do they just take Gary Harris completely out of the rotation? Does Akiki move out of the rotation for Isaac to return? Does Bumba move out of the starting lineup? I would imagine Bumba doesn't start and Isaac does. I would imagine, well, the way they're playing, I would imagine Suggs doesn't start, but I don't think Fultz and Anthony together is a good combo. So I'd be probably keeping Fultz on the bench. And it's just, there's a lot of questions with that team. The Philadelphia 76 is Joel Embiid is still out with COVID. Probably two games away would be my guess. Matisse Thibel, he's getting closer. Um, he is out for Tuesday's game. I think he might be back on Thursday. I would expect him to be back across the weekend. Um, Danny Green had a hamstring problem, returned from a hamstring problem, played 30 minutes and 29 minutes, and guess what? He's out with another hamstring problem. Oh, Cal Surprise. What a shock. Um, yeah, Green is not a 12-team league option. Ben Simmons, he's being fined again for not coming on the road trip. I, I don't, honestly, at this point, it, it's not looking like he's going to play for Philadelphia. And I don't know when the hell a trade's going to go down. If you don't have an injured reserve slot and you are losing, it is really, really hard to justify holding Simmons when, he, look, he literally might not play this season. That's what it's. That's what it feels like it's getting towards. Grant Rilla is also out with a knee problem. This one's a quick one. It's the Blazers. Greg Brown's out with an ankle problem. All right, cool. He's not a rotation guy anyway. Lillard did play. Played good minutes with his abdominal issue. I think there might be some rest for him coming forward. But at least he played through it and it wasn't a long-term injury or it wasn't a long-term absence. It is a long-term injury. It wasn't a long-term absence. For the San Antonio Spurs, Jakob Pertl is out again today with COVID. Um, he could be back on Thursday, obviously reducing the impact of Drew Eubanks. Jock Landale is in the health and safety protocols while Zach Collins is still out with his foot issue. Foot issue and I don't expect Collins back until the 2022 portion of the season. For the Toronto Raptors, um, we've got the big sneeze, Precious Achua and Chris Boucher. They've missed the last couple with shoulder and back injuries. One of those two guys, I believe, will not play every night. I do not think that either of them should be 12-team league guys. In fact, I could easily see Yuta Watanabe actually taking minutes from both of them when he returns from his calf injury. He hasn't played a game yet this year. Achua, Boucher are not 12-team league players, I don't think. On to the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gay. He's getting closer to returning or to making his season debut. Um... He's only going to be like a 16-team league guy. And then lastly, we move on to the Washington Wizards. Bradley Beal looks like he will be back 
for the Wizards' next game on Wednesday after missing the last two for personal reasons, so that's a positive um, development. Davis Bertans is probably another week away, not that he's having any impact. Well, Rui Hachimura, who knows? Honestly, who knows? Maybe two weeks, maybe another 10 days. I've got no idea when Hachimura's coming back. We hope he's all right. It doesn't appear like he is, but we hope he's okay. He's not a 12-team category stash. He might be a points league guy, but I really don't expect huge things there. While Tom Bryant's probably end of December, January, returning from his ACL, and there's no guarantee he plays every night with Gafford and Harrell holding down those minutes there at center. That will do it for today's show, going through all of those injuries. How many of those injuries affected you? Drop them down in the comments below. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.